I got to tell you, Jesus and memoirs have been saving my life this year. Mem- memoirs are my absolute favorite genre of book. Lately, I love reading the stories behind a person's life. I was very captured by the book Surrender, which is the lead singer of the band U2 Bono, his memoir. And uh, you know, that man was not born belting out those songs. He, there are stories that make up the man and the band. Um, I also loved Philip Yancey's memoir. Oh, author Philip Yancey, he did not have an idyllic childhood. A um, lot of heartache, a lot of pain, um, really wonderful. Other memoirs I have just loved, uh, ooh, Sean Dietrich's, all of Frederick Beekner's memoirs, Beth Moore, Brandy Carlisle, uh, Daniel Nayari. I love reading these stories about people's lives. And these stories are wildly different, vastly different, and yet, in every single one, there are seasons of pain and waiting and darkness. In every single one of them, there are seasons of struggle. And uh, in each and every memoir, the individuals had times when they just had to wait in the dark. Now, we're not a people who like to wait. It's kind of funny. Have you noticed if you are having dinner with like family or friends, you're having conversation and a question arises. Like say the question is, um, how old was Queen Elizabeth when she died? No one needs to sit in that uncertainty very long. We don't have to wait to know because someone pretty quickly will grab their phone and be like, hey Siri, how old was Queen Elizabeth when she died? Boom, instant answer. We have instant answers, we have instant noodles, we have instant money, we have instant relief. Like We are a people who don't really like to wait. We have sort of an easy everywhere world. Easy everywhere is like the air that we breathe. Our culture of easy everywhere has formed us to expect this in our life with God too. But souls, human souls, are not formed through speed. Like, you can't ask Siri, why did she leave? You can't ask Siri, why did he die? Or why am I burnt out? Siri cannot answer the most pressing questions of the human soul. Siri can't answer the most important questions of our lives. And when it comes to life with God, Alan Jones says it like this, there is nothing instant or automatic in spiritual development. And that's part of one of the reasons why I love this day. The story of the life of Christ reveals this because Easter actually revolves around three days. Good Friday, Silent Saturday, and Easter Sunday. And we would not have this day, Easter Sunday, if it were not for Good Friday and Holy Saturday. Of course, Friday and Sunday tend to dominate the Easter season, but then there's this important day that falls right in between that we call Saturday. On Friday, Jesus dies on a wood cross. It is a day of darkness and death and defeat. It is finished. It is the end. And then, of course, on Sunday today, we celebrate this this day of joy and life and light and victory because Jesus is risen and the tomb is empty 
and love has conquered death. It's this new beginning. But then in the middle of this story is this day. In the middle is this day we call Saturday. And on that day, there is nothing but silence and waiting. And so very much of our lived experience, if we are honest, is lived right there on Saturday. It's like after the loss, but before the life, after the death, but before the resurrection. Saturday is like the day after the funeral. It's the day after the diagnosis. It's the day after you tried and tried and failed. Saturday is the day when you realize like things are not going to pan out like you planned or like you hoped. Saturday is that day after your life has forever changed in ways that you did not plan, you did not ask for, and you did not want. And some of you, I know, are living in Saturday right now, and you are here this morning. You've come, maybe drugged by a family member or a friend, maybe with the promise of brunch after, but like the hope of resurrection may feel just kind of far off in your body like in your actual experience. Maybe you aren't really feeling the Easter enthusiasm this year. And Holy Saturday, preceding Easter Sunday, just almost like a memoir, it feels so very honest to me. Because we don't actually know a lot about what happened on that day. It's kind of a mystery. I mean, Christ goes into the tomb on Friday, and he comes out on Sunday. But what happens on Saturday, it's a bit of a mystery. We have kind of this obscure reference in 1 Peter where it says that Christ preached to souls in prison. We don't really know what that means about what happened on Saturday. But Saturday must have been important enough to God that he included it in this important story of the life of Christ. On Friday, Jesus hung on the cross, and one thing we know about Saturday, this is, this is one thing we, we can say we know, is Saturday is, it's, it's a continuation of questions that began on Friday. So on Friday, Jesus hangs on the cross, and he has a very big question. He says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's a big question. And one thing we know about Saturdays is Saturdays are a continuation of questions that begin on Friday. And we all have questions. I mean, a lot of times we, we push them away or we ignore them or we try to kind of shove them down under the surface of our lives, but we all have questions. Actually, in the scriptures, there's an entire book of the Bible, Lamentations, and the Hebrew word means how. Like, how, God, this injustice? How, God, this oppression? How, God, this infertility, this, this divorce, this despair, this anxiety, this burnout, how, God? A whole book of the Bible dedicated to that. And these are the questions that linger on Saturday. And the good news about that is that when you have questions in your life with God, when you have questions on Saturday, you don't have to abandon the tradition. This is the tradition Questions are core to what it means to follow God in the way of Jesus. Jesus himself cried out his questions. So like Jesus, we too cry out our questions as we wait for resurrection on Saturday. Barbara Johnson said it like this, we are Easter people living in a Good Friday world. 
We are also Easter people living in a silent Saturday world. We're waiting in those periods of time. We feel like we're buried in those periods of time. We're waiting in the dark for something we cannot yet imagine or see. We just don't know. We don't know what's to come. There was a time a woman went to a monastery and she observed this monk who was praying silently under a tree for a very long time. And a little later in the day, she saw that monk and she was like, how is it that you could just sit so quietly under that tree? I cannot settle myself like that. I, I, she said to him, I, I, just, I have not gotten used to this idea of just of sitting quietly and meditating and doing nothing. And he kind of broke out in a, in a wide smile and a big grin, and he said, oh, young lady, like that is your problem right there. You have bought in to the cultural myth that when you are waiting, you are doing nothing. And he said to her, looked her straight in the eye, and he said, I want you to hear what I'm about to say, and I want you to hear it like all the way down to your toes. When you are waiting, you are not doing nothing you are doing the most important something there is. You're allowing your soul to grow up. If you can't wait, you cannot become who God has created and fashioned you to be. I think, in a way, our entire world is like in a Saturday right now. Because we've just come out of like this three-year global pandemic. That was like a Friday, right? That was definitely like a Friday. And that's over in many ways, but we do not yet know what the new post-COVID world is going to look like. We don't really fully know the, way, the lay of that land. And so it's almost like we wait. You know, I, I read this one author who was talking about uh, Vienna post-World War II. And he said, he described it like a gray zone. He said the city of Vienna post-World War II was like in this gray zone, almost like this wilderness, like this Saturday. Because the World War had changed everything. They weren't going back. But for a period of time, they didn't quite know the landscape, the lay of the land in the new world, what the world would look like after that war. So they were in this bit of a gray zone. And here's the thing about gray zones and Saturdays and waiting and the wilderness. We are so tempted in those periods to grab hold of a stronghold other than God when we are in that period, when we are in that season. But the reality is when you go down into the tomb, when you are waiting on silent Saturday, when you are in the gray zone, when you are in the wilderness, when you enter into death, as Jesus did. Silicon Valley Bank is not going to save you there. Your 401k cannot help you there. Your political party is not going to fight for you there. The only one who can save you in death is the one who conquered death. And that is what we celebrate on Easter. That is what we remember on this day. The only one who can save us is Christ, who showed up to us and showed us the way of self-sacrificing love. That's what Jesus did on the cross when he died for you and I. And he invites us into that death, and he invites us into his rising 
on Easter Sunday. In this picture of self-sacrificing love, when in, in Bono's memoir, he tells this story about uh, a song that they wrote. It's, uh, it's the song they wrote as a tribute to Martin Luther King Jr. It's Pride in the Name of Love. You probably know it. And when they wrote that song, there was a period of time where MLK Day, they, it was trying to be made a, a national holiday. It was very controversial. And so he started receiving death threats for that song. People was, were saying, if Bono sings that song on stage, he's not going to make it to the end of that song. So he's, they, as a band, they're in this arena in Phoenix one night, and they begin that song. And he, he's putting on his brave face, but, like, he's getting scared. <laughs> he's afraid inside, and he's wondering, like, am I going to make it to the end of this song? And as he is belting out the lyrics, he kind of gets down, you know, eyes closed on when he's belting out the lyrics, wondering if he's going to take a bullet. And when he finally opens his eyes... Adam Clayton, his bass player and friend, is standing in front of him just playing. Had been standing there the whole time. That is a picture of self-sacrificing love. It's a love so fierce that it would go to any length for the one it loves. Love so great that it would even die. That's kind of like the love of Jesus for you and I. And Christ invites you and I to put our trust in him, to accept his death and his resurrection as your very life. That The truest thing about you is not who you know or what you have or the hills you're climbing. The truest thing about you is the death and resurrection of Jesus. That I've died with him and I have risen with him and that is the truest thing about me. Easter, Easter is not just like a metaphor for new beginnings. Easter is about encountering the person of Jesus who gives us a reason to carry on no matter what we face in our lives and in our world. Frederick Buechner said it like this, resurrection means the worst thing, it's never the last thing. The worst thing, it's never the last thing. And I'm not sure where you are today on April 9th, 2023. Like maybe you're not in an Easter mood <laughs> because maybe you feel like for you it's Friday right now or it's a silent Saturday. Easter reminds us though, Sunday's coming. Spring always follows winter and God in his mysterious ways, he is with us during the Fridays of our lives. And God in his mysterious grace is with you in the silent Saturdays that you face. And somehow, someway, Sunday is coming for you too. A day is coming when all the dead in Christ will rise and there will be no more pain and no more fear and he will wipe every tear from every eye and there will be no more waiting on that day because Christ rose we too shall rise. And so today on this day, it's almost like in our spirits, we rise up and we join the ancient voices from the past. And we just like shout out almost like a, with a, with a fight in our voice. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? 
It's like we're, we're saying with ancient people, hey, evil people who put the Lord on the cross, hey, evil empire who thought you could silence the Lord, is that the best you got? Like, where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? You thought you buried him, but no. He wasn't conquered by death. No, he had just been planted like a seed in the ground who would rise and shine and give glory to God. Jesus overcame death so that we might have life. And this Jesus is our hope, our only hope. Because of Easter, we too can say to the things in our lives, like the troubles that seek to take us out, hey, fear, hey, fear, is that the best you got? Is that the best you got? You thought you were going to bury us with these troubles. Hey, anxiety, despair, loneliness, evil, burnout, loss. Hey, death and pain, is that the best you've got? Maybe you haven't heard. Jesus overcame death. You thought you'd bury me with these troubles. You thought you'd take me down with this fear. But no, like Jesus, I too have been planted like a seed. And it's, it's not over. It's just Saturday And don't be fooled. I'm not doing nothing down here. I'm actually doing the most important something there is. I'm waiting. I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm allowing my soul to grow up. And yeah, it's dark sometimes. And yeah, there are questions from Friday that still linger. But that's okay because questions are not antithetical to my faith. Questions are the very story of my faith. So even on Friday and even on Saturday, I trust because of the resurrection that Sunday is coming because Christ has risen. He's risen indeed. Because Christ rose, we too shall rise. So may you encounter the risen one and may God give you hope to carry on in whatever you face. May we together be Easter people even as we're living in a Good Friday and a Silent Saturday world. Let's pray. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you know that we live in the now and the not yet. And in the now, we plod. In the not yet, we hope. And so for a moment now in this space and this place that we call a sanctuary, on this morning when we remember your conquering of death, we pause. And we breathe deeply in your company. We breathe in your perfect love as we breathe out all fear. We breathe in your integrated wholeness, God. As we breathe out our scattered fragmentation. We breathe in your resurrection life, Jesus. As we breathe out discouragement and despair. Today we remember Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. Fill us with your love today, we pray. Amen.